0: Once we understand that everything in the world is connected, everything in the world is alive, everything in the world is a part of our mosaic, then we start to understand that everything is speaking to us. Everything is a gift to us. Everything is giving us something that if we could only see the the beauty of it, we would be so grateful for it. I was in a monastery for 10 years. And one of the guys in the monastery with us was just every monk in the monastery just couldn't stand him. He just seemed to get on everybody's nerves. And we went to the head of the monastery and we said, Sir, can we please ask this person to leave? He just annoys us. There's everything about him, just irks us and bothers us. He we do it, we do things and he doesn't do them. I mean, he's just like, he's just obstinate and won't and won't, it doesn't feel a part of us. The head of the monastery replied to me and all of us there, if he weren't here, it would behoove me to go out and find somebody like him and hire them to come here. <laughs> because what you're seeing in this person is so much more important than what you're seeing in your meditations and in your, and in your prayers.
1: Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast
0: on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta.
1: Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, I have a really special person that I have, a, I have had a wonderful conversation with um, before we got started. His name is Daniel Bruce Levin. He walked away from an opportunity to run a business that was a household name in America to find happiness and inner peace. He uh, was almost a rabbi. (laughs) He was almost ordained a rabbi in Jerusalem. Um, He left for 10 years uh, to live as a monk at the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains. He practiced and taught meditation and yoga for over a decade. He also uh, became at one point the director of business development at Hay House and helped grow it from $3 million to $100 million over a 10 years time span. And uh, he is the author of a very beautiful and interesting book that he's going to talk talk a little bit about with us today, and uh, overall, he's just an amazing human being, and I'm really happy that uh, he's here with us on the Gratitude Podcast. Danny, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast.
0: Georgian, thank you so much. What a kind, what kind words! It makes me want to meet that guy.
1: <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it to you. <laughs>
0: But And before we get started, as kind as that introduction was and as beautiful as it was, there's one thing I really want to say, because so many of us build our lives on our past. What I want to say to to, your, to the people listening and to you is that none of that means anything if in these moments right now we can't connect with each other, if we can't touch each other inspire each other, to see something we never saw, to go to a place where we can be grateful for something that we think is is a is a pain in our butt. And if we can't find that space together, then it doesn't matter that I've done all those things or if I've lived under a bridge. But if it if we can do that, if we can actually connect with each other and touch each other and help each other, even through the resonance of our voices to just feel something that we, that we know is alive and vibrant, then that's the power. The past disappears into the present. The future becomes this moment. And all that exists is this connection that we have with each other. That's what we're looking forward to doing in this moment. That's what I'm grateful to be on your show for. That's the power of gratitude and connection, coming together and dancing. So thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure, my pleasure. So gratitude seekers, what do you think? It's like uh, his voice is is made for movies. I I could see the 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 trailer of a movie starting and <laughs> hearing Danny's voice, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's so beautiful, and uh, you you have that depth of um, that I think. You, you get by by experience and wisdom and age. And I, I think that's that's so powerful.
0: Yes. It, you know, one of the things I find, Georgian, is that in the world we live in, we will we will get what we're looking to find. If we're looking to find money, we'll make money. That's, no, that's not so hard to make money. But very few people are looking to find themselves. And in the world that I live in right now, I'm 63 years old. Most of my life, I've, I've walked away from fortune, not because I had to, but because I felt that it wasn't mine. It wasn't my place. I was looking for something in myself, and my friends would laugh at me, and they would say, Danny, aren't you done searching for yourself? Aren't you ready to just get out there and make a fortune? But what I see now is I'm so happy I persevered. Because you can hear it in the quality of the voice, you can hear when somebody knows themselves how much power is there, not because their power over, but the unite the unitedness of what it does to to the airwaves between us and what i if if your listeners could be grateful for one thing, let's just jump right into gratitude okay sure if you're if I could give one thing if I could be grateful for one thing to be on the show for with you for It would be for the ability to share with people the exquisiteness of who they are. Get to know yourself. Don't be scared of who you are. Don't try and copy what other people think you should be. Have the courage to be yourself, to do what you know from inside out rather than from outside in. Because when those people walk into a room, the whole room changes. And it only takes a handful of those people to change the whole world. When people know themselves and come together with other people who know themselves, they don't have to have the same belief systems or like-mindedness or anything. They share the commonality of knowing themselves. Those are the people that change the entire planet.
2: So I'd like to invite your gratitude seekers to know your know themselves spend that time don't be scared it will take you to places you
0: won't even imagine possible when you sit in the quiet when you have the courage to sit in the emptiness of what isn't
2: you discover what is
1: wonderful and let's be like really pragmatic here uh, how do we do that how can we find ourselves what do we need to do
0: so the f- w- the work that i see in in the work that i've done on myself is i have i have lived my life being so hard on myself Everything that I do, I, I doubt. I don't trust. I don't think I can do it. I feel like I'm not good enough. I, have, I feel like, how could I ever do that? Why? I'm not the person that you spoke about. That's why I said to you right in the first, I would like to meet that guy, right? Okay. Because it just, it just everything about me wants to sabotage who I am and who I think I, 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 I want to be. And so if we spend our whole life hitting ourselves, knocking ourselves down, Eventually, over time, what we'll do is we'll start to build walls that protect ourselves from ourselves. And those walls are so close to us. Mine are about three inches. Mine were about three inches from my being because I didn't know when I was going to hit myself or, or how, where I was going to hit myself. So from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes, I built a wall, an invisible wall. You can't see it, but I can. That doesn't allow me to hit myself. So now as I go and connect with people, with that wall up, what connection is happening? At best, the only thing that happens is my wall connects to your wall. There's no connection there. No wonder I've been unfulfilled. No wonder I've been unhappy. No wonder I haven't had the relationships or the things that I wanted. Because my protection is just meeting your protection. When I start to be kind to myself, I no longer need the wall that I built around me to defend myself I can drop that wall I can start to see who I am I can start to see how I interact with the world I can start to see how do I connect to this world around me now that there's no wall around me where do I want to connect and where do I need to disconnect in order to get to where I need to go and so the first practice of being of of understanding yourself is to actually be able to look at yourself without your wall to see the person that actually is not the one that we've painted on the wall to make other people believe this is who we are that's why even in your introduction as kind as it was and as nice and generous and beautiful and 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 i felt so much uh, a gratitude to just be with you here as a result of your 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 th- your conversation your your introduction What I tried to do is be vulnerable enough to say that none of that matters. Not that none of it matters. Of course it matters. It connects the pieces to where I am today. But this moment is what matters. This moment in the naked reality of us sitting here, open and vulnerable to each other. This is what matters. If you like me, fabulous. If you don't like me, fabulous. Because I am not made up of what you believe me to be. I'm made up of what I believe me to be. Mm.
2: Makes sense. so true.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense and sense, and it's it's so deep and and beautiful, and it 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 resonates. It resonates with me, and I'm sure that it resonates with our listeners. And I'm sure that it it, it strikes a chord, and we we feel that it's true. And it's it's really beautiful that. It's actually what what makes us connect and what makes it easy for us to connect, the fact that we know something to be true and we know it deeply.
0: Yeah. And and the only way we know, the only way we allow ourselves to know that is when we're vulnerable enough to take down those walls by the practice of kindness and to allow another person to come in, Allow or allow... The, the interaction of ideas, the interaction of hearts, the interaction of spirit, the interaction of everything that exists, because we were never meant to do this alone. If I were to ask you on a scale of one to 10, with one being absolutely what you do not want, and 10 being what you absolutely want, where would you put the word ordinary? Would you wanna be ordinary or would you not wanna be ordinary?
1: extraordinary (laughs) you want to be extraordinary so where would you where would you (laughs) place
0: ordinary where would you place ordinary on that scale
1: i don't know i guess at about five
0: okay five is high so you would be okay with being partly ordinary but you really want to be extraordinary something like that (laughs) okay most of the time i ask that question to people they answer one or two
2: hmm
0: but they answer, like you said, no, I want to be extraordinary. So I'm assuming from that extraordinary would be what number would you give it? Ten?
2: Yeah.
0: It's extraordinary?
2: Yeah.
0: So here's, here's one of the things that the English language is so beautiful at. It has a lot of nuances that we don't pick up. I ask people if ordinary is something you really don't want to be. Why do you want to be extra of something you don't want to be? Everybody wants to be extraordinary, but they don't want to be ordinary. Why would they want to be extra of something they don't want? What the mosaic, my book, has taught me in the spaces between its words is we were never meant to do things alone. It's, it's when we play as a mosaic, is when we come together with all the pieces, broken whole, shiny, dull, large or small. When we come together, we are so much greater than the individuality of the one piece that we have. And it's when
2: extraordinaries come together that we create extraordinary. Does that make sense?
1: It makes a lot of sense.
0: And so it's time for us to get out from our silos. It's time for us to get to stop hiding, to allow ourselves to feel beautifully vulnerable, beautifully empty, so that we can be filled with something so much greater than what we actually know right now. We can't have what we want as long as we fill ourselves up with what we don't want. There's no room in the cup left.
1: Mm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I I think it's it's beautifully linked with gratitude. Like usually when we are grateful or we are uh, at our highest level of gratitude, usually when we have people do things for us or um, have an influence on on, on us one way or another. And this only happens if we are vulnerable enough to to ask or to receive help in uh, different situations or open enough to uh, receive love or to receive different things that actually make us be more and uh, have more and... uh, Enjoy more of life, and uh, yeah, I think this is beautiful.
0: So, if I can, let me touch that
2: space even. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, what I found in my life, it doesn't mean it's true for anybody else. And if
0: anything I say is not true, take it immediately and throw it into the trash can. Don't even hold it for a second in your mind because it's what <laughs> just because just because I say it doesn't mean anything. You, it has to be something you believe and you feel but here's the space that i want to invite your gratitude seekers to go to where it's easy to be grateful for the beautiful things that we get even then we forget to, gr- to be grateful for those but it's so easy to say oh i'm so happy that i have a beautiful house to live in i have a beautiful wife my kids are happy i'm making enough money to live i'm 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 doing what i love to do the question is Can we be grateful for all the things in our life that we don't yet see are beautiful? Can we be grateful when we come home at the end of the day, hectic and and fried? Can we be grateful for the fight that we had with our wife or our husband? Can we be grateful for the situation of the person at work that hates us and just always seems to put us down? Why is that so important? Once we understand that everything in the world is connected, everything in the world is alive, everything in the world is a part of our mosaic, then we start to understand that everything is speaking to us, everything is a gift to us, everything is giving us something that if we could only see the the beauty of it, we would be so grateful for it. I was in a monastery for 10 years. And one of the guys in the monastery with us was just every monk in the monastery just couldn't stand them. He just seemed to get on everybody's nerves. And we went to the head of the monastery and we said, Sir, can we please ask this person to leave? He just annoys us. There's everything about him, just irks us and bothers us. He we do it, we do things and he doesn't do them. I mean, he's just like, he's just obstinate and won't and won't, it doesn't feel a part of us. The head of the monastery replied to me and all of us there, if he weren't here, it would behoove me to go out and find somebody like him and hire them to come here. <laughs> because what you're seeing in this person is so much more important than what you're seeing in your meditations and in your, and in your prayers. What do you do? What can you learn from? How do you open up to those situations in life that don't seem to be the things you want? What's their message to you? What are they trying to say? In my book, The Mosaic, the character that I talk about that talks about this is the gardener. Mo comes to this beautiful village and sees this garden full and the most beautiful garden he ever saw. And it's so beautiful, he has to close his eyes because his senses are overwhelmed by its beauty and he wants to just allow the sense of hearing and the sense of smell to overtake him. And all of a sudden, he feels his presence right in front of him, and he opens his eyes, and he sees this man standing three inches from him, and he says, who are you? And the gardener says, I'm the gardener. The question is, who are you? <laughs> and he said, well, how did you make this garden so beautiful? And the gardener said, it's easy. Everybody knows what colors go with every other color. And you know you put small things in front of big things. And and Mo said, no, no, you don't understand. I've traveled the world. I've seen the most beautiful gardens in the world. This is by far the most beautiful garden that I've ever seen. And the gardener said, oh, maybe it's because of what you don't see. Mo, do you have a garden? Have you ever had a garden? And Mo said, of course I had a garden. He said, what do you do with the weeds when you pull them out of the ground? and they break in your hand. What do you do? And Mo said, well, I normally don't have time. Sometimes I'll dig them out, but there's sometimes there's so many of them, I don't have time, so I just cut them off at the surface so the garden looks good. And the gardener said said to him, I have nothing but time, Mo. So when a weed doesn't come out of my garden, I dig it out from the roots because if you don't take it out from the roots, as you water your garden, your weeds grow as much as your flowers. And then, what happens is when you look at other people, you see their weeds too. When you have no weeds in your garden, you don't see any weeds in anybody else's garden. Maybe that's why you think this garden's beautiful. And what I want to just share with people is every single thing in our life, every weed that we encounter, is an opportunity for us to become something more than we are. And in that opportunity to become more than we are, it doesn't mean we have to become superheroes or, or, mat- or, 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 or conquer worlds. It just means we have to become ourselves. The most beautiful gift that I could give your gratitude seekers
2: is the gift of looking in the mirror and seeing who they actually are. They would never want to be
0: anybody else. They would never want to do things the way somebody else does them. They would never want to try and be something they're not. If they could see
2: the immaculate beauty of their own presence, they would just want to be that always. Sorry, I'm talking too much.
1: No, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's The, the way you talk and... Uh... The way you you tell the stories it's like it's you feel like you're there, you know? And that that's that's so beautiful and so powerful because you're actually like a movie or, or something. You 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 actually feel like you're you're the character there and you're actually having that experience. As, as, you're, as you're talking. So I really appreciate it. And I was thinking how, how grateful I am that we're having this conversation. And um, yeah, I really feel that you're, you're a great artist and um, like a great writer and uh, also great great storyteller. So thank you.
0: You are so kind. Thank you. Thank you.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure. So um, let us know if you've always had this perspective on gratitude, like if you could go back in time twenty years ago or thirty years ago, what would you tell your younger self about gratitude?
2: Um,
0: no, I did not always have this. I, I I often laugh at the sense of humor of the Almighty that he would ask me to be the messenger of this message when I've been the foe of this message for so long. I've been hurt so much in life. My walls have, been, so, have, been, have built, been built so strong. I fortified them and protected them because I was scared to get hurt. And even in my closest relationships, I used to say, I allow people in pretty close to me But when you come two millimeters to my heart, there are razor blade sharp walls that will annihilate you if you try and come closer. Because that's how scared I am. And so for the great creator, I can just hear him laughing right now or her laughing right now. (laughs) To be giving me this gift of sharing the beauty of what it's like to destruct to, to melt those walls Means somebody has a very good sense of humor
2: And so if I were to talk to myself now I think the thing that I would say Is be grateful for the power of what your walls have done for you mm-hmm. But then also When the time is right, take those walls down.
0: You know, when a tree is little, you put a little fence around it to protect it from dogs peeing on it, from the wind blowing up, blowing it over. But when the tree gets big and and grows and is now bringing shelter and and shade to, to, to to larger spaces, that little fence looks pretty stupid. And so it's time to take the little fence that we put around this great being that we are down. It serves no purpose anymore. Our love is what melts those walls. Our love is what melts that pain. Allow yourself, allow, if I were talking to myself, I would say allow yourself to be grateful for all that's happened. Allow yourself to accept all that's happened. Allow yourself to love all that's happened. And soon you'll realize there's no need to protect yourself from what's happened. When you love the world around you, there is no need to protect yourself from anything. Love yourself. Love the world around you. And know that in that love, the pieces of the mosaic and the mortar, the binds them together, the mortar disappears and soon we become one clear mosaic, one piece. And when the P-I-E-C-E of ourselves knows the P-E-A-C-E
2: that exists in ourselves, that's when the peace really happens.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I love your perspective, and I think it's it's so amazing. Like when you look at yourself as a as a small tree that that needs protection and um, needs a fence around it, and afterwards as a big tree that's strong that has strong roots and is able to actually protect other people or animals, and it's. It's quite amazing, and it's and so true. And that wall, that fence, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense anymore. So yeah. beautiful.
0: And, and yet, we all have them. We all walk around siloed. One of the things that I realized in my life is that I remember being an odd duck. I remember feeling like I was always a fish out of water. And then I found a like-minded community of people that believed like me. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm not alone. And I dove into that pond of like-minded people. And I thought, wow, I feel so comfortable and so much at home here. And then now what I'm realizing is everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. The message of the traveler in my book, The Mosaic. Every step has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Everything works that way. It's time for like-minded communities to end. Because what's happening is they're just more silos. They're another silo, and our silos are getting bigger and stronger, and the spaces between our silos is getting wider and deeper. Mm. So I'm in this like-minded community of people, but that means everybody that's not like me is not in my community. It's time for us to come together with like and unlike minds. It's time for us to see what we've never seen before. And the only way we're going to do that is if we allow other opinions and people who see the same world we're looking at, but see it completely differently. It doesn't mean we have to agree with them, but when we're open to the way they see the world and they're open to the way we see the world, we might just see the one thing that we've never seen before that now makes the impossible suddenly very possible. It's time for like-minded communities and silos of all kinds to melt. We don't need them anymore. Those walls, that little fence around that big tree, we don't need them anymore. It's time for us to walk free in the open fields and mix with each other, speak to each other without anger and listen to each other without judgment. It's time for us to come together in communities of all minds. And I believe gratitude, the work that you're doing, is at the heart of that melding, merging process. Because when we're grateful for the other voices that we don't hear on our own, when we're grateful for the ways other people see the world that allows us to see the world more, more perspectives, then we no longer think of them as our enemy. We think of them as our friend. So thank you for the work you're doing.
1: <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and I believe that as well. Like, gratitude is truly a, a beautiful aid, a beautiful bridge for connection, and um, and I think that's that's such a beautiful perspective to have and to. To live by the fact that we can appreciate each other and can see each other's perspective and grow uh, out of that and uh, yeah the the gaps between uh, different communities that in history have created all kinds of um, situations that weren't very pleasant for uh, both parties eventually yeah. um yeah i i think it's it's important to to connect them and to merge them so uh, we're nearing our time together and I wanted to to ask you in your life who or what for are you grateful
0: uh who in my life am I not grateful for <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be such a, a I don't know if there's anybody that I've come across in my life that I'm not incredibly grateful for. And so um, have there been people that I'm more grateful for than others? I would have answered normally yes before. But the answer is no. Because when when I now see my life as a, this beautiful mosaic, every single piece, no matter how small it is, no matter how much I connect it, sometimes... Pieces of a mosaic sit flush up against one another, and so they're connected on a whole side. But sometimes they're only connected at a very at the very tip of each piece. So meaning that most of the most of what this piece feels and this piece feels, they we're not connected on, but this little tip is enough to keep the mosaic intact. And so it's seeing the beauty of the connections that we share that allow us to make our world a new world the world we live in right now is so divided we see it we see it in politics we see it in religion we see it in business we see it in borders we see it in in ethnic in in, in ethnicity we see it in color of skin we see it in male female but when we turn the whole scale around. It's like we're looking out at the binoculars at the wrong end. We're looking at them where everything seems smaller than it is. When we turn it around and we see everything is connected, we're grateful for every single piece that's happened. I know that wasn't the answer you were looking for, but I think that's the answer that I have to give.
1: That's perfect. it It doesn't have to be a specific answer, and I'm really happy that you, you took it away in your own perspective, and I think it's beautiful. And yeah, it's something, like you were saying, it's something that we can be open to and to see from from a different angle. And I think this, this can be really powerful. Uh, but I also wanted to ask you about your book. If you could say a few words about your book, where our audience can find you and your book,
0: Thank you so much. My book is called The Mosaic. It's available on Amazon. It's probably available everywhere in the world on Amazon. But it's also available on my website, themosaiconline.com. And you can find more about me, some of the work that I'm doing. But here's, here's what I
2: would love. If anything we've said today has touched you, If anything we've said today has invited you to see something you haven't seen before. Let's start a dialogue. And I don't know, Georgian, if we can continue conversations, but I would like this not to be our last conversation. This to be the beginning of our relationship. There's something here that I feel that is I felt from the moment we got on, a
0: connection of of how we grow and help each other. Mm Let's start to talk to each other. Let's start to listen to each other. Let's email me. Contact me. Let Georgian know what you're thinking from this podcast. Let's give people a forum to be heard. Let's give people a forum where they can speak without anger and where we can listen without judgment. That would be the biggest gift I think we could happen. I want people to get my book. I really do because my book is such a simple, beautiful, charming story. It will touch your heart and soothe your soul. But it's in the spaces between the words that the real alchemy of my book happens. The real magic, there's magic in that book. And if you can't get it on Amazon because you live in a place where Amazon doesn't exist for you, or Amazon doesn't happen. get it from me on the website. We'll figure out a
2: way to get it to you. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have touched a
0: place in me that's allowed me to open up to you in the way that I have. And I'm so thankful to you. I'm, I'm, I have so much gratitude to you for the work you're doing. Thank you so much. The fact that we had no idea each other existed three weeks ago and for us to feel something so powerful and so deep and so connected that's the miracle of this world that we live in if we would only see what we've never seen before
1: exactly i think this is a beautiful ending thank you so much thank you sir hey gratitude seeker thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.